was a level headed dancer on the road to alcohol. And I was just a soldier on my way to Montreal. What's up, everybody? Welcome into this week's episode of From Here It's Potable. This week it's just me and Brandon. We're going to be talking about um, the nut kick that was Sir Roderick getting arrested earlier this afternoon and the effect that has on the game this weekend. We're also just going to be talking about the game in general. Just preview what, what, what does it look like when Tech has the ball? What does it look like when UT has the ball? And uh, we'll probably, you know, just give a little predictions on how do we expect that to go. So here we go. Brandon, how's it going? Just got off the uh, the Zoom call with the coordinators. Yeah. And yeah, good- birthday boy, Brandon Solis. Yes, 25. 25. And such Quarter of a century. <laughs> well no but uh it's it's going good uh we didn't learn too much uh we just we'll get into that a little later but um but no that's kind of a typical monday i i'm off so for my birthday for my day job so that was pretty nice so yeah there you go hitting the town tonight watching the stars yeah go stars go stars right. 1-0 in the stanley cup final there you go i don't really know anything about hockey but sure let's do it let's win the let's win the stanley cup yeah. Um, um, I know we're recording right now on Monday, but uh, we just got a statement on the first topic I think we we're going to talk about. All right. Yes, please. Uh, let us Sir Roderick Thompson. Yeah. Sir Roderick Thompson was notified late last week that there had been a misdemeanor warrant issued in his name. Thompson and his lawyer are currently cooperating with the LPD and have done so since the incident in late June. That was the racing incident with Caden Leggett. We found out Sir right. Roderick was the other car, apparently. Because Caden uh, was arrested as well, correct? Yes, TMZ News. <laughs> Texas Tech <laughs> That's right. will, will handle the matter uh, consistent with its student-athlete discipline policy. Any discipline will be handled internally. Thompson is expected to play in Saturday's Big 12 opener versus hey, Texas. Hey, all right. There you go. There you go. Which I guess makes sense um, because Caden Leggett played last weekend, which would have been the first game since his arrest. And there's honestly – and it's been a while since this incident happened. It was in June, late June, right? Or was it July, late July? June. It said, said June. Okay. And, uh, I mean, I know we talked about it when it first happened, and there were kind of conflicting reports. Were they racing? Were they just getting somewhere fast? Because I know it doesn't <laughs> sound that different, but those are two very different things. Well, what was it, uh, fast and furious style? Was That, that was the <laughs> words that were used? Right. But I, I know there were some conflicting reports that they were just, yeah, they were speeding, but they were all yeah. going to the same place. They weren't racing. Uh, so what? regardless, it's a bad look all around to have players arrested, especially, you know, the week of a game. Um, but, as I mean, I don't really feel like, you know, diving into the ethics of street racing or whatever was happening, but just from a football perspective, you know, you can add this to the list of distractions. You got COVID, you know, you, you're testing three times a week. You don't know who's going to be available till the test results of that Friday round of testing, you know, and now we have, you know, you're, I say I would say your best player on offense is getting arrested the Monday before your Big 12 opener. I, I don't know what it, to me it just seems like it's distraction more than anything. 
Yeah. I mean, it is. And uh, with that statement, you know, now he's playing Saturday and you can kind of put that behind you, I guess. But I mean, that still has to affect him in some way. You know, he just, he just got arrested on, you know, in the middle of the, what was it, afternoon on Monday. Right. And, uh, but apparently he was made aware of it since last week. So that is a good amount of time to, you know, be kind of prepare yourself, I guess, when you're going to get arrested. I've never been arrested, but, um, you know, now that he's he's just been out on clear. bond, yeah, just to make that clear, <laughs> yeah. um, oh, I couldn't yes. imagine just kind of how that does affect him, though. Anyways, I mean, kind of knowing it's coming and then putting the cuffs on, I imagine like that still has to have some kind of, you know, mental effect on you, especially oh, yeah. with it's all on his his birthday is on October first, so he's about to be twenty one years old, yeah, and uh, and you're the starting running back for the Red Raiders, which is, you know, Coach Yost wants to run the ball, and you're supposed to be that guy. Yeah. Um, but hey, he's playing Saturday, and I guess we kind of just keep it moving. But I was really excited to see Taj Brooks. I uh, wasn't prepared to see what would happen, but I was excited to see him. And maybe he still will get a little bit more snaps. But against Texas, you're just happy to have Sir Roderick. Yeah, yeah. I mean, that's like I said. I mean, just from a pure football stance, I mean, to me, he's your best player on offense. Yeah. And five minutes ago, I figured we wouldn't see him on Saturday, and now – we we will and last year he was obviously banged up and he rushed for 84 yards and a touchdown averaging 5.4 yards a carry against a good texas run defense last year um like i said that was him pretty banged up i don't i think he finished the game but i know like uh jacks welch got in there for a lot of like the the second half so i mean yeah it's like you said it's just a big weapon to have in in a game where when we kind of, we talked about this on the podcast last week we expected a big spread and it was I mean it opened at what was it sixteen or nineteen that was nineteen nineteen and was bet it, it might have been it might have been sixteen because I think it has moved yeah it's sixteen um, now but I think it's sixteen opened now at, okay at nineteen and that was nineteen um, our buddy Hunter who was on the podcast last week he was talking to a guy who sets lines and nineteen was low for him. He wanted to go even higher, you know. So, I mean, with all that to say, Vegas, they don't they don't really like our chances on Saturday. No, no and honestly, I really don't either. Um, yeah. I mean, I just think Texas is on a whole nother level. Um, a, little bit of, a little bit of me wants to say, though, that I wouldn't be surprised if this was a game until the last two or three drives of the fourth quarter. Yeah, I wouldn't. I wouldn't be surprised if um, they were kind of in the game, but then they Texas just somehow just was able to keep their foot in the pedal and just kind of right. coast it in the end. Yeah, um, but yeah, I just don't see us. I don't see a fifty-nine to three blowout. I you would hope not. Yeah, but uh, we, you'd hope you're on a different level than UTEP. But right. Um, but yeah, I'm trying to find some. You know, trying to be optimistic a little bit about some certain parts of the of the game, but going into it and on a Monday, I'm just not really feeling really good. I'll give you, we'll start with, with what it looks like when Texas has the ball. Um, and I'll give you the first, the one silver lining that I can, can that I can think of. And I've watched a little bit, or a little bit, I've watched their game against UTEP all the way through uh, one time. And I'm going to do it again before I write my preview, but uh, they actually didn't run the ball very well. Uh, their O-line kind of got beat up. When they were trying, like when the game was still close, uh, they had a couple of breakaway runs that made the averages and the totals seem 
better. But like watching the game, they didn't really have their way with the UTEP defensive line. And I think Tech's run defense is good. I think it's the strength of the defense, which isn't saying much considering the pass defense. But I think that's yeah. your one. I think that's your one silver lining in this matchup is I think you can stop the run. And I and that where Ellinger is at his best when he can run off play action. And so if if you can shut down the run and you force him to be a drop back, pick you apart passer, I don't really think he is that unless no. you're going up against Texas Tech secondary when me and you could do that. So Oh yeah. He I just know Bailey Zappy. I like Bailey Zappy a lot. <laughs> Not an Ellinger fan. But Did you uh, think you let's time machine two weeks ago, would do you think you ever would have said the, the words Sam Ellinger is no Bailey Zappy. <laughs> oh no, Bailey Zappy for Heisman. I'm getting it going. But, but uh, what do you? Yeah, what do you think about the run defense in this match? I think it's pretty solid. Um, against a team like Texas, um, I don't know if I'd bet too much on our run defense. I want to see them go up against. Well, I, I did initially want to see them go up against Chuba Hubbard, uh, Puka Williams, those kind of running backs to see how yeah. they really did. Um, Which they did well against them last year. I thought. Yeah. They did. They did. And then, but seeing Oklahoma State and this year's just kind of being off. Yeah. Um, maybe we're just going to be a solid run defense and you're just going to have to worry. And people are just going to pick up on let's pick apart this secondary, right. which is scary when you got, you know, some quarterbacks that can do that in this league. And right. uh, don't even look towards Oklahoma week because Rattler's going to be, I think he's just going to be dropping all over the place. But obviously the Red Raiders have room to improve and it's just important for them to take that jump. Mm-hmm. But um, I think Coach Yost and I'm pretty sure Coach Patterson's probably said it before, and a lot of coaches believe that the most improvement happens between week one and week two. Right. That secondary needs a ton of it, so hopefully they yeah. can uh, they can get get going on that side. And Texas has a lot of new uh, has new receivers out there, and yeah. uh, and obviously they did what they did on offense last week. So um, different te- uh, different level of talent still. So um, I I would love for them to you know, just kind of should make them one dimensional, but then you're going to be kind of worried about them just picking you apart. Right. Well, and, and that's what, you know, after the game last week, it came out that tech had had 75 players, you know, ha- we don't know if they tested positive for COVID or they had contact tracing or whatever. Basically 75 guys had missed practice since fall camp started. Um, and you saw that on the field last Saturday mm-hmm. or two Saturdays ago, whatever it was, it looked like a group of guys who had not practiced together, didn't know how to communicate. I'm talking defensively, especially yeah. defensive backfield. Didn't know how to communicate, um, was kind of lost in responsibility. You know, you saw HBU get into just simple stack and bunch formations and the tech secondary looked like, you know, they had never seen it never prepared for it and getting that information after the game, knowing how many guys who had missed practice, how many guys they were missing at the game itself. You saw that. And again, it's not encouraging. I mean, you should still be able to out talent a team like Houston Baptist, but I did not think there would be an excuse good enough for that performance, but 75 guys missing practice during fall camp is close to a pretty good excuse. Do you agree? Yeah, yeah, I can agree. Um, I think we're, we might get into it later. Or we might as well just get into it now. It's like you mentioned, we just got off the Zoom call with the 
with the uh, coordinators and Keith Patterson saying they caught us off guard. Right. Uh, with their tempo, we right? With their tempo that uh, they knew that they'd be fast, but then they just really put pushed it on them. That and, That uh, is true. Yeah. And then he also mentioned that, uh, you know, he gave them credit. Uh, he gave Houston Baptist the credit because he said they were, they were executing their game plan like they wanted to. But then um, also he mentioned, I know you, you have an opinion about it is cross training all these guys because right. it is a different year. It's uh, it's going to be different every week, but he, he's worried right now about cross training, you know, Thomas Leggett or Jamarcus Ingram. He can play nickel corner safety. But I know, like you mentioned, and it kind of bothers me too. Can they play one position, right, the right way? Yeah. Can they excel yeah. at one position? Right. And uh, you'd kind of want them to be able to, you know. You, I would hate to be a, f- a football player and it's just kind of getting it down at safety, and then the next week they're like, "Oh, hey, we're moving you this side." It's like, okay, well, I was feeling really com- like Adrian Fry. Right. That was just yeah. the whole year. Right, like we need a safety, so we're just going to put you out there because you're our best corner. Or you're taking your best corner away to play safety, which he obviously was not too great at. And right. uh, obviously, like a guy like Adrian, they're really, really talented. He should be able to transition. He should be able to play that position. But he's, you know, it's about putting the best players on the field. And just, yeah. And you, you got to keep your best corner, and that's why they moved him, for example. But um, have we found? I mean, Eric Monroe did. Did he shine out to you? Did no. Yeah, me uh, neither. And I was just, just looking safeties in general, right? Yeah, I mean, I was just looking at the PFF uh, coverage grades from the Houston Baptist game, and he had the worst coverage grade. And he yeah. he wasn't in PFF. You always have to take it with a grain of salt because they don't know. It's not like they have a guy on tech staff who's saying, you know, this was a good play, this was a bad play. They're doing their best to figure it out, just like we do when we watch the game. Um, but he looked like everyone else in the secondary where they were a step slow because they were thinking they couldn't just play. And again, you could contribute that to lack of practice, lack of communication, you know, whatever it is, they just, they're not, I mean, their DBs are the best athletes on the field. So that they're not slow, but they look slow when you have to think and then act instead of just acting out of, you know, reaction. Um, you know, and so he did. I mean, nobody in the secondary stood out positively to me. Um, but who, I mean, who you're missing last week? You're missing um, Fried. Ingram. No, Fry did end up Jamarcus Ingram, uh, Demarcus Fry Fields. Was, Fry didn't play as much as he should have, I, I believe. Right. He was coming back from an injury, I believe. Yeah, something. Uh, and then um, Demarcus Fields. Field, who would have been your starting safety, yes. correct? Mm-hmm. Not Thomas Leggett. Not Thomas Leggett. And then you um, also just look at, to me, and I know me and you have talked about this, but like, you know, why? It was almost like they weren't putting players in positions to succeed. You know, like why was Kosai Eldridge playing that hybrid linebacker safety position yeah. when you're going up against a team like Houston Baptist who's just going to throw it around? Like why not put another DB out there? Why make a mm-hmm. linebacker play coverage you know, it, there was just – it was a lot of things. And, again, I think you contribute a lot of it to the lack of practice time. But it was the first time since this coaching staff had been there that I that I was just worried. It was just like, what are we doing? Like, are we yeah, getting better? I don't know. Yeah. I mean, like, when I did my breakdown of Patterson's defense, there were several times when I was just like, I can't tell you who's wrong because I don't know what is supposed to be happening. And that's yeah. never a good thing. 
Yeah, and uh, I think we saw some plays too where Houston Baptist was they were able to burn you on all those slants because you had some David Gibbs like cushions. Yeah. And I think angry. a lot of people were getting angry about that one. Yeah, you had that. You also had guys trying to do too much because again, I don't mm-hmm. think they knew the responsibilities because you had you would HBU would send somebody out on a bubble. Well, we don't need the entire defense to run out there to to stop a bubble, you know. And so you'd have three or four guys in your secondary take two steps towards the bubble. Well, playing a, a passing attack like HBU, you're you know you're going to get hit. You know those receivers are running slants the opposite direction, and it's you know that happened several times where you you had guys just trying to do jobs that weren't theirs, and it got them in trouble and got them out of position. You know, and so. Going against a guy like Ellinger, who last week threw for 424 yards and five touchdowns on 75.8 completion percentage. I mean, that is good. Um, he didn't have, he didn't throw a pick. Um, he was under pressure on uh, 13, just 13 of the 35 plays. Um, so you're you're going to have to get pressure on him. Which I will say, I rewatched some of the Texas game from last year. And if you remember, we got out to like, was it a 14 or 21, whatever it was, we got out to a lead and we were stopping the UT offense. The reason being the tech D line was getting pressure on Ellinger. There was a couple of sacks when that game got out of hand, it was because he was basically playing seven on seven back there. I mean, he was just able to find an open, he had enough time to, for one of their receivers to break open and he could just, deliver it to him there was no pressure and so I mean to me that's a key you got to get to a guy like Ellinger and make him make some poor decisions yeah and we'll see if we can if we do see that against the Longhorns because coach Patterson was just talking about uh bringing pressure against Houston Baptist he said you can't really do that with a team like that right um that up tempo he's just going to sling it out like by the time you yeah if you want to blitz you're just kind of hurting yourself yes so that's why he said he'd rather keep everything in front of him last week and just kind of, you know, just make a play out and out and open or whatever, and not really bring uh, Krishan or, you know, Brandon Boy or Randall out. But um, and he, but he also said this week that with the new new uh, look of the Longhorn offense, that they are also more up tempo. Yeah, they did. They caught UTEP off guard several, mm-hmm. her, and which scared me, considering that Houston Baptist did it to us. Yeah, so I'm I'm thinking with that said, he already knows he's not going to be able to do that again. Yeah. But I feel like if you set the tone early enough and your your guys are fresh in the secondary, throw them off their game plan a little bit. Your secondary just has to not be what they were last year or week one. And uh, that's that's a lot to say. But um, he said Tyree – well, he didn't say if Tyree Wilson was playing. We know he has his waiver. I'm sure he will. Yeah, because uh, Patterson was asked about it and he didn't really answer that part of the question. He just said um, Tyree's a kid that is he's a big, talented kid and what we needed. So um, well, I, he didn't flat out say, yeah, he'll, he's going to start. He's going to get playing time. He just kind of said, you know, yeah, Tyree's a big deal for us, and which I, I think he will play. Um, how much? I think it's kind of in the air right he now. Could be, he could be a difference maker. He yeah, could, he I mean, if he could come in and, and provide some pressure, I mean, that would be that would be huge. Especially like we did. We, did we get an update on Jalen Hutchings and his no. status? You know, so if, no, nothing on him yet. 
So, I mean, that could be a big deal if, if Tyreek could end up playing. And, I, you and know, if, if um, Schooler. Yep, yep. That's what I was, I was going to say. If Schooler's available and you got all all of your linebackers and maybe we don't see Kosai Eldridge as much. Right. And uh, you see Krishan Mary, whether the leading tackler but in the conference, um, mm. the leading tackler from NJCAA last year. Yeah, he was, he was really, really good. He and I think good. Brandon Boyer was really, yes. really good too. Yes, he was good too. He he made the best play on a pass of any yeah. on the field. Mm-hmm. The one it's where he, funny. he timed he timed the SWAT perfectly as that the, was in the end zone too, right? It's close. Yes. Yeah, was, and, you want to put them in the red zone for sure. Yes. Yeah, I think it was like inside the five, inside, inside the, the five. Yep. Yeah. Me, I mean, it was me it was ben, a perfectly or, uh, timed play. Me and Billy were watching, and we were just like, "Who was that?" And you see Boyer Randall, and you're just like, "Oh crap!" Like, yeah, I think I mean, that was a tight end, maybe, or maybe a, a slower it was, receiver. It was, it was. It, it, they uh, flexed their running. They motioned their running back. Running out, back. And Boyer Randall had to go out with him because they were in man, and he was beat. But he, he was, you know, with what they say when you're beat is you, you look for the receiver's reaction. So when the receiver goes up for the ball, you start you your motion to dislodge the ball. And so he he when that receiver turned his head and put his arms out, he started his swipe and just timed it perfectly. Like he he hopefully he led some DB drills this week because I mean that was, that was beautiful. <laughs> I remember uh, that play. That was that was really really good. And you were kind of yeah. just like somebody made a play. Like <laughs> yeah yeah it was it was a rare sight. Um, so the last thing before we move on to when Tech has the ball, um, I think and I assume we're both going to agree with this. But what? What needs to happen for Tech on defense to not just cover this ridiculous point spread, but to pull off the upset? Like, what would the defense have to play like to do? What kind of – what stat would you need to see in order to say, like, okay, well, if that happens, I'll give them a chance? I want to see, this, like, the, those uh, pressure numbers take a high – a big jump. I think they they had pretty good pressure according to PFF on HBU. Yeah, they were pressuring Zappy on half of his dropbacks. Yeah, so but he was just like I said, Bailey Zappy, Sam Ellinger. I mean, <laughs> no, uh, I think we both mentioned it. You obviously have to uh, get pressure on on Sam. Uh, you cannot let them really get their running game going, which I don't think that's going to be a worry for me. Um, but then obviously, I think your pass breakups just have to be there because I mean, we know they're going to throw the ball. Everybody knows. I mean, yeah. it's not a secret. No. And you just kind of got to, you know, just play tight coverage. And it's obviously easier said than done. I just hope that they know that that's where they need to improve. Right. Because obviously the coaches could probably tell them, like, you know, we need to improve here. We need to improve off the ball. We need to improve. But they just need to prevent that big play. Yeah. Yeah. Big play is it. That was what I was going to say. If, if, if they can prevent the one play 75 yard bomb after, you know, yeah. you score and then HBU does that. Or, I mean, that was the camp basically after Baylor last year, I don't know what happened, but your secondary has been broken and has been broken <laughs> since. I mean, it, it is unbelievable. Like you go into that undefeated Baylor team or into Waco to play that undefeated Baylor team and play well. And Mm -hmm. you've got injuries you're dealing with Rico suspended for the first half. You should have won that game. And then after that, your secondary is just, it just implodes. And, you know, and I, and it has not been the same, you know, all me and you both going into this season thought, you know, surely it can't get, it has to be better. Well, yeah, 
it wasn't. And so the one, if you can limit the big play, if you can, if Texas has, you know, under five explosive plays, I think tech has a chance. Um, now I don't expect that to happen. I, I'm not going to expect a secondary to do something that it hasn't done in basically a year. But if somehow some magic happened over this this uh, bye week, then that's what I would need to see. I need their explosive plays under five. Under um, five, yeah, I can agree yeah. with that. Under, you, you just kind of like need the light bulb to turn on. Yeah, and I, Ellinger can throw for as many yards as he wants. They, but it needs to be. It can't be seventy-five yard chunks, fifty-yard chunks. Yeah. It needs to be. You like, can't just get beat off the ball. I mean, no. I think they he, need to somehow. Sorry, I'll sorry to cut you off again. They no, you're good. They need to somehow look like your offense, where yeah. they're throwing screens. Yeah. Um, they're keeping they everything will in do front a lot of them. Of yeah. Yeah. Force them into that. That's a good. That's a good way to put it. And uh, Ellinger is going to have those plays where it's third and six. You finally force them into a third mm-hmm. down, and he rushes for seven. I mean, that's just going to happen when you play a quarterback like Ellinger. You just can't. You can't be beat by that. You have to just. All right, line up again. Let's go because he's not going to do it every time. So you have to be able to overcome those few back-breaking first downs that you know he is going to get. Um, so before we run out, to, you know, unless you got something else on the defense, I was going to move. Yeah, it with on. that. Um, yeah. just one more thing with the whole Ellinger thing, and I feel like if any Texas fan listens to this or Red Raider fan, they're going to quickly pick up that I'm not a huge fan of Sam, Sam Ellinger. Um, <laughs> he's you know, no Bailey Zappi, as you he's said. He's no. He's he's like your average Tim Tebow. Tim Tebow was great, but Sam Ellinger, he's just kind of average Tim Tebow. But anyways, I think if you keep school or if I think Ellinger is going to look at it and say, okay, you got Kershawn Merriweather. You thought Jordan Brooks was scary. Now you got the Pac-12 freshman of the year when he was a freshman in the Collins schooler. Yeah. One of the best tacklers in the Pac-12, which, you know, that's saying something. Yeah. And um, obviously Kershawn and then Brandon Boyer, who can cover your running backs pretty well. I feel like he might be a little more – I think he might try to run the ball. I think he might learn real quick that he probably can't. Right. Well, and if – And I'm hoping that happens. Yeah. And if Yost – or, sorry, Patterson is any – the game plans anything like he did last year, you know, Brooks, when they played a running quarterback, was the spy. And so Mm -hmm. I would imagine you would see Krishan spying Ellinger some. And Krishan – Yeah, just kind of keep him – Keep if you keep Sam Ellinger contained because yeah I, like I like I said I'm not a huge fan of him but he is good and he's very he's talented yeah. and uh, he has weapons around him so Krishan um, will hit you too that. yeah Krishan will <laughs> and that's scary though because didn't you say before that you wouldn't be surprised oh yeah he will get thrown out of a game there's no doubt and one more thing on defense so um, yeah and then we can move on like he said um, boneheaded mistakes boneheaded decisions when Zach McPherson. Yeah runs the ball out of the end zone on an interception. I get it. I get why you're doing it because you want to make a play. But just stay in the end zone and get it done. I don't. <laughs> I mean, there's I mean, nowhere to go. Like, there was, I, yeah, th- th- yeah, a thing like that. Like, I, I could totally understand. If you had that whole entire sideline was just open field, go for it. But there was mm-hmm. white jerseys everywhere. Yeah. They were all around you. Because he was throwing it right to his guy. I mean, they're right there. Yeah. And uh, you had very – short field to play with and um you know he takes it out that's gonna hurt you against texas it's i mean you know i don't i just think 
And I, I don't know how that drive actually went on offense after that pick. Can't remember. They punted. They punted. Okay. Yep. And then you can just work the field position. I yep. just think you just need to do that too. Yep. Oh, yeah. Um, yeah, so big plays, boneheaded, limit big plays, limit Ellinger, limit boneheaded mistakes. That's it. It's easy. We figured it out. <laughs> we should be kosher. Right. Yeah. So offensively, good news we got Sirodrick back. Jordy talked about that. I say back like he's missed a game. We expected him to. Um, it's almost the opposite. Like we need to see Tech have big plays against this defense. To me, yeah. I mean, you had some at the beat. You had quite a few last season. You know, that was the game where Kashawn Carter had 150 yards receiving. Izukama had 135 yards. You know, so Duffy threw for 399 and two touchdowns. You know that you need Sounds to like have they won some that game. big plays. <laughs> huh? Sounds like they oh, won that game from the numbers. Yeah. Yes. So you need to. You need to have similar, you know, I, I don't expect maybe the receivers to have those kinds of numbers, but, I mean, Bowman needs to have a, a good stat line. He cannot miss wide open guys screaming yeah, down be the seams like he did against – yeah, I mean, he can't – you have – in a game like this, when you are incredible underdogs, you can't have special teams mistakes, you can't lose the turnover battle, and you have to capitalize on – Texas mistakes and that part of that is if you've got a guy running wide open down the field you better hit him because who knows when that you know when that uh, opportunity is going to come around again so uh, that's just the first thing I mean I think and overall I think that just means we need to see a better Bowman and I know whatever PFF says I get it but we if you actually watch that game you saw the lull that the offense went into middle of the second quarter till middle of the third quarter. If that happens against UT, you're going to be down 28, 21. That just can't happen. You got to keep moving. Got to keep making the right decisions. Yeah. And um, I just, I, I was going to say right off the bat that Bowman can't be missing those passes. I mean, that's something that you hope is a week one thing that you kind of get out of your system. Yeah. And uh, that's what I'm hoping too. But if he does that same thing, in this game, I mean, I don't think that bench him, but I mean, I mean, would you maybe think about just kind of sitting him out if it's close? Or I mean, I don't. Obviously, I mean, would, obviously, I think he he would. Uh, if it's a close game, I obviously think he he'll have you in the game. And right. I don't know if he, yeah. If it's close, out. he's the reason it's close to me. You don't think it'd be Sir Roderick? No, I don't. I don't. I mean, I'm just – and I know UTEP has a pretty anemic offense, but they rushed 33 times for 43 yards. They averaged 1.3 <laughs> yards a carry. So, Tech, Texas's run defense is improved from last year. Um, I mean, you're going to have to be – you're going to have to keep them on their – keep them guessing. You cannot be predictable. And I, part of that is Bowman being good and early on early downs. And I just I'm think if you're if it's close, he's good. I'm wondering too. Obviously, like Sean had the game that he did last year against them. Do you maybe try to repeat that, or do you think Texas is thinking like, oh, well, this this kid, you know, torched us. We got to watch out for him. I mean, as a coach, do you do they pay attention to that still? I would I would imagine so. Um, especially you know, with, especially with of- Eric and TJ. 
right and, you know and dalton and yeah like he's not a, a starter I mean, right i mean and izukama had a good game against them last year too yeah. so i mean i would i would imagine they have guys pretending to be them in practice and you know if if you look at last year's game it was all it was all deep shots like there were there was not any plays where you threw a quick screen to Kishan and he made a few guys miss and took yeah. off i mean it was it was we all watched the play i mean tech probably ran it a hundred times last year where jet fakes the you know the outside zone to the running back everybody's running seams or goes and he just pulls up and and launches it over the top and that was pretty much what every every big play was and so i would imagine that play will be schemed against and you'll have a hard time running that i mean you're gonna have to throw some stuff that throw some wrinkles at them that they haven't seen maybe we get it maybe we see some of that 10 personnel that yost talked about we would run um and I, I had a feeling that Tech would be pretty vanilla against HBU. Be, you know, just why show something you don't have to show if you can surprise Texas with it. So it wouldn't surprise me if they have a few, a few new just little wrinkles to hopefully keep Texas on their toes defensively. Yeah, I was going to bring up the whole, you know, staying vanilla with Houston Baptist, and hopefully we didn't see everything that we had to offer against yeah. uh, you know just to kind of limit the the tape and maybe that's why they were in trouble but we do know that you know our secondary played how they did but maybe on yeah. offense you know maybe yost kind of you know helped back a little bit which i don't think he did but but maybe he just didn't want to show you know all his you know his entire playbook right especially in the close game so he tried to beat them with as vanilla an offense as he could and yeah we escaped but um yeah, hopefully they have some new wrinkles in there. Hopefully they they had what they had two weeks to to even think of some new things if they yeah they really wanted to. Yeah, and people are gonna hate hearing me say this, but I want to I I hope we see some screens. You know, we, we there there's a couple screens to Vasher and Izukama that worked well last year. Um, what got the offense going in the second half against Houston Baptist were some screens to Rigdon, a screen to Kishon. Um, I, I mean, when you have an, a defense that's a, as aggressive as Texas is, you need to get them running side to side to limit them just pinning their ears back and coming after you. So I, I want, I mean, I want to see some screens. I want to see some running back screens, some receiver screens, some outside receiver screens. I mean, to me, that's the kind of stuff that, you you get them guessing they can't just like I said pin their ear back ears back and just haul haul after you so I think some of that will set up big plays if you can run them effectively early. Yeah, uh, I was just thinking too that the week two of the NFL just kind of passing us by. I know the answer is probably yes, but could you stand a whole season of dealing with the cardiac Cowboys? And the Red Raiders edging out other teams. Yes, like if it if it sa- means like your wins, Saturday and Sunday will be the exact same anxiety and stress level. That's fine. If if but, they end <laughs> if they end mostly mostly in wins, I'm fine with that. But man, I mean, you got to deal with that Saturday. Oh man, I was thinking about yeah. that yesterday. I was like, this they they're almost they almost replicate each other all the time. Oh yeah, I mean yeah, it, it is crazy how that works out. It was yeah, 39, I mean, like, 37 yesterday, and it ended up being 40 to 39. Right. 
Yeah, if they can if they can win a few of those, then sure. Baylor did it last year. I mean, how many yeah, close did. games did they win? So, yeah, I mean, I and that would be an improvement if you did win those close games. Yeah, because you lost you so many could. of them last year, and that was even a cliff problem. Right, and I didn't want to say it because you were playing Houston Baptist, but I did think about that while it was happening. Is that's it? Technically, it is a close game, and you won it, which you had struggled to do previously um and and, you know it's just this is one of those games that really sucks that we're not going to have people you will have some but i want to rock in jones yeah it still takes away you know like there's 15 well or sixteen thousand, whatever it is yeah and i get like chances are vegas is right this is a blowout we're all pissed on saturday evening whatever like i get it but the crowd gets rocking. You know, we hit a couple big plays early. In a perfect world, you know, that game goes differently than the the point spread. But mm-hmm. I mean, and, and that's you know that's something that is an extra job, I guess, for Coach Wells and his coaching staff. Is you've got to create that juice on your own. You've got to yeah. get those players fired up on their own you got to have you know they need to be their own biggest cheerleaders because there's not 60,000 fans screaming for them and I hate to bring soccer into a football podcast but Champions League final it's 0-0 at halftime they come back out Bayern Munich starts their their bench is going absolutely ape in the stands you know like it, it is it feels like and you can ask the you know the the refs that were there the commentators that were there they said they they had never seen bench players act the way Bayern Munich's bench players were acting they were going nuts and they're they're legit in the stands because I remember watching that like they're yes, yeah. they let them sit I mean, in the stands they're waving towels I mean it looks like it looks like nothing you've seen from bench players and there's and, still the pipe noise right right yeah, yeah. And, and and so in the and after the game, the guys who were actually on the field said, "We needed that, you know. We yeah. that got us going in the second half and propelled them to victory." Hearing your teammates cheer you on like that, and so, like I said, that's just another job for Wells and his staff to. They've got to create that buzz, create that juice, and playing well will help. Mm-hmm. But if it's a slog in the beginning, you need to have some leaders step up and create that juice on your own. I mean, that's the yeah. only way to me, unless you play substantially better that you're going to, you're going to win this weekend. Yeah, totally. You got to have, you got to make sure everything like the ball's in your court and you got to make sure you protect it. And you got to make sure that to use those fans, I mean, there's still going to be some present, uh, they go in band still there. Yeah. Um, it's obviously everything's going to be different. Yeah. But, and I also think, you I mean, like, every defensive coach says you got to live play by play. You kind of got to let it go. It yes. seemed like last week they didn't do that uh, going back to the secondary, but yeah. Uh, including Allen, I think because Allen bounced back from that interception pretty well. Right. But I don't think he, he bounced responded. back from miss. I don't think he responded well to missing those deep balls. Yeah. That seems See. to affect him. Yeah. But yes, I agree. Yeah. That interception didn't seem to. That was a good game, by the way, that with Paris St. Germain. Oh yeah. Yeah. I'm yeah, glad the, they lost. I don't like Neymar. <laughs> The uh, so we'll, just like we did for the offense, or for, sorry, excuse me, for the defense. What do you need to like? I tell you, I tell you, Saturday night, this happened on offense, and you say, "All right, 
I'm putting some money on Tech to win. If you say that happened, I think we have a good chance. What's that for the offensive side? Mm. I don't know if I'd put my all my money on it, but uh, well, not all. You, you know, don't have to put all your money. Just you, you have a good. You feeling. know, when you ask me stuff, I usually give you like two or three answers. <laughs> so uh, one of those would be Alan Bowman stayed clean the entire game. Yeah. Okay, uh, that's a good one. Joseph Asai, I think, right? right. That's his name. Yes, you very contain good. him. Yes. If they that offensive line play plays well and protects Allen and he's pretty much clean, I think you have a shot. Yeah. Because I think just like just like Ellinger, if you get pressure on Allen, obviously you're just going to throw him off and everything just kind of just the wheels fall off. And I think I don't think Ellinger's wheels would fall off if we got pressure on him, but he definitely would be affected. I think Allen would just be totally different. Like he'd be affected differently, and it might just go down downhill from there. Uh, yeah. But you just kind of need to keep him clean, cl- keep him upright, and uh, I'd be pretty happy with your chances. My other one was going to be uh, Sir Roger Thompson just goes off and you beat him on the ground. Right. You yeah. run that clock down. You don't let their offense come on the field, and you just pound the ball. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, I would love to see both of those things. The, the O-line, and we hadn't talked about it as much as we should have, but, you know, I thought they played okay. Um, I, well, some of the guys who I expected more from that was the disappointing thing is I thought some of the guys who I, I wasn't worried about going into the season didn't play very well like Weston Wright had like three false starts and um, there was a few times when I was wondering what Andrew, Jack Anderson was doing and I think Dawson Deaton had a, had a costly hold um, you know so I, I, the O-line to me just like the secondary was the biggest question on that side of the ball and so I I'm still worried about it. I'm worried about you're breaking in two new tackles against maybe the best pass rusher in the Big 12 and Joseph Asai. Uh, so, yeah, I mean, I'm with you on the – you keep Bowman clean. That's I like our chances. Uh, for me, I would look to something like third down, uh, third down efficiency. You know, it didn't seem this way, but Tech was actually better on third down than Houston Baptist was. Um, and so I think if you're better than Texas on third down, I like our chances. UTEP was only three for 16, which is ungood, in case you're wondering. Uh, if, if you can have a better third down efficiency than Texas, I like our chances. And again, I just, I don't, I just need to see, and this is, that's the stat, but the offense says in general, I need to see it look like a system and not a collection of plays. I need like I need to see some rhythm. I need to see some, you know, like guys knowing exactly where they need to be at exactly the right time. Um, Just like a little I, old machine. Yes. I don't think we've seen that consistently yeah. since this coaching staff has gotten here. I think Cliff had a f- couple of glimpses. Of right. That. I think that might have been an issue with him sometimes. Oh, that, yeah, no, it totally was with Cliff. Is yeah. that, you know, he just, was just, even the Oklahoma game with Pat, that looked great. I mean, yeah, a lot of that was just playmaking ability, but, right. um, yes, but also at the same time, I think, uh, I think they both could just look like you said, like a system. I mean, sometimes it yeah. just looks like, what, what the heck are they doing? Like, yeah, it, it looks, dis, it looks disjointed. And I, personally, I have a problem with the tempo that, Yost uses. I don't, I don't like the, 
it just feels like it's hard to get into a rhythm when we go fast, fast, stop, fast, 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 stop, stop. Like I don't like the disjointed tempo. I either want to go fast or I don't. I don't like doing both. Uh, But again, that's personal preference. Yoast has been successful with that in other places. Um, But that's, I just need to see that out of the offense because in the big 12, Nobody's defense is going to win them games. I don't care what Gary Patterson says or does. TC in the big that's probably why TCU struggled. I mean, even Iowa State with that defense, they went six and six and you know last year they lost to whoever I don't even the Raging Cajuns last week. Mm-hmm. I mean, defense that's just not the game anymore. You're not going to win a lot of games defensively. So I really need to see this offense start clicking or it start. It's time to start asking some some serious questions. I don't disagree with you on the whole Yost thing. And I think maybe the, obviously I think this is the first time in the big 12. Um, yeah. Maybe it's just something he's going to have to learn of that. We're going to have to go fast. Cause Cliff, when he's, when Cliff went fast, they went fast. Yeah. I mean, they never didn't have another speed. They never had another speed and they would just go, go, go tap them out, you know, tap them out. And I think that's what, as a lot of these guys, as we know, I mean, this is basically still Cliff's team. A lot of them, they can go fast. You can yeah. push them uh, yeah. and just get that under your belt. And I think that's, you know, we can see that in a lot of Cliff's former players. Obviously, what he's doing in, in the, the NFL right now is they just go yeah. fast. And that keeps you in games, I think. I think it kept uh, Cliff in a lot of games here. Yeah. Just pushing oh, yeah. the I tempo. Mean, the offense in general <laughs> kept yeah. him and in a lot I of think, games. I think because um, I I don't know if I'm just misremembering this, but whenever they got hired, Yost and Wells and them, wasn't the whole thing that Yost goes faster or something like that, yeah. or like we're yes. supposed to be faster than close yes, offense? Which everybody's his, like, tap him out, tap him out was, was that, his was that ours? Okay, I thought yeah, it was close. Him and Bowman, no, him and Bowman talked about that like one one in one of the first few press conferences, and we I don't think we've really seen that. No, you haven't. You know, what, like, what happened to that? Maybe. The you know Yost maybe doesn't trust it. You know I can tell you this, and this is personal story. So story time. So sorry, <laughs> but when I first became an offensive coordinator, that was my deal. We were, the school I came from, we went fast, fast, fast. But we had been running that system for years. The kids had been running it since seventh grade. So I get to this new system, and that's the deal. We're going to go fast, 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 fast. Well, when you do that, and you go drop snap, <laughs> negative two-yard run, incomplete pass. Well, guess what? Your defense is back out there, and it doesn't look great. You know, going fast looks great if you're converting first downs. It doesn't look great when you're not. So uh, I think to what I see when I see Yos, you know, talk about going fast, 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 and then not doing it, it's because he doesn't trust the plays to be run correctly all the time that's just me that's total conjecture on my part but that would that would be my guess no that makes sense that makes a lot of sense yeah so which is unfortunate and is a change like you can't you can't be in year two and still not trust your players to run your system so but yeah as you can probably tell I don't think neither me nor Brandon are very excited about this weekend. <laughs> so yeah, hopefully I mean, I, you never know. But on Hunter, paper, and, what did Hunter said last week, Tech yeah, is good. Yeah, hovering in these situations, they've never won, which 
I don't know. Which I think so is going to be the situation here. Yeah. They, they usually make a game out of it and even have leads in several of these big mm-hmm. spread games. So, Which in the long run, this might be a game where you look back in six years and say, well, he never, he didn't, Wells didn't do it since he was his first year here. Yeah. And then uh, that's, you know, competing with these teams like this. Also, like the whole, like, Texas is always back thing. Like, I mean, Taylor, they're, they're good as advertised, right? I mean, <laughs> Or is it it's, another fluke of just like, oh well, Texas is good again, you know? I do not think they're I do not think that they're as good as advertised, but I think Ellinger has some serious limitations when when they play like a good football team. Mm-hmm. Um they are very unproven at the skill positions. Um and I think their defense is good, but then again, they played UTEP, so it's hard to it's hard to tell i am not going to believe texas is back until they are actually back <laughs> so yeah, i'm going to just i'm going to save myself and just say no they're not i just think and, the only team to be proved wrong the only team i believe that is just worth scratching up the l4 is oklahoma i just i mean they're 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 what you kind of want to be in the big 12 they run the tables so i don't think texas necessarily is i mean you had the years they had last year i just don't i'm not convinced totally i mean or two years ago, because Baylor was it Baylor or was Texas Oklahoma last year at Big Twelve that title game? They had Baylor Oklahoma, Oklahoma played Baylor. Big Baylor again, game. okay, yeah. And then was it two years ago when they made it? Then Did they even make it two I years ago because it was the year they played Georgia and beat Georgia. Yeah, which of course the famous but Georgia was just pissed because like you get left out of the CFP. Right, that was the famous. Well, we're back. We're back. Yeah. And then, so, yeah. Gosh. You know, it's just it's just one of those games that sucks because it feels so good to beat Texas in what it does. in whatever sport we're playing, and to go into a game week. Like I love game week because most of the time you can realistically see a shot at winning. Yeah. I don't see it this week. I just don't. You you. The only way you win this week is if players who have proven they can't do something all of a sudden start doing something. And mm-hmm. I don't – that doesn't like you happen mentioned earlier. Often. Like they're not going to just turn the, turn the light on. Like it's no. not just going to be good this year, this week. So if that happens, uh, great. But I'm not going <laughs> to count on it. You know, yeah. it, it just sucks to go into a week where you play Texas and you feel like, crap you know just like well you know hopefully i don't feel too you know hopefully this just doesn't ruin my whole weekend basically you know so i think before we wrap this up if we're about close to that point um i think a lot of what we're talking about and how i feel the way i feel about this game has a lot to do with what we saw from the red raiders and not necessarily what we know about the longhorns completely completely agree yes it's not the fact that, oh, the Longhorns are just this beast of a team. It's just the fact that we couldn't, you know, stop a nosebleed through the, through the air. Like we couldn't, gosh. Yeah. And you know, that's the frustrating part. I think that I totally agree. That's a better way to put it because it's not that it's not that you're playing OU last year when you just know you are not in the same class football wise. I don't think Texas is that much better than you as a football team. Yeah collectively but they all but the secondary is so bad you have no chance to win which Mm -hmm. 
going into a game with that mindset, like luckily I'm not playing, so it doesn't matter what my mindset is, but going into covering a game with that mindset, it's, it's not fun. And so you just kind of hope that changes because you're right. It's nothing that, it's not that Texas is exceptional. It's that, it's that our past defense is horrendous. <laughs> so, yep. you know, so on that note, that lovely note. <laughs> hey, you know, with staff predictions, it would, it's what? probably going to be it's staff predictions. It's probably going to be straight yeah. L's from what I think oh. everybody's kind of talked about. So maybe we'll jinx it. Yeah, maybe. Whatever works, what is sure. But, you know, just one of those weeks, you, you, you going in, don't go in with too high of expectations and you won't be too disappointed. <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. So, which, again, I'll just say this as we close. If this is like a blowout in terms of we're not in the same class as Texas. It's time to start saying, you know, what major things need to change. And, and I don't know if that's players changing position or not changing positions, but players backups. Now, do they get a shot? Like, what do we have here? You need to start asking coaching wise, player wise, assistant coaching wise like what what's the problem because we we should not be this bad you know am i often saying that no uh, if you get blown out you somebody's gonna have to address the issue and find somebody's gonna have to find out what the issue is yeah and uh fix it and yeah. i just think it needs to be um and and if they get blown out wells is gonna be put in the hot seat immediately after right and you have to carry that. Fair or not that. fair. That's fair yeah, fair or not fair, you're going to be put on that, you know, with COVID and everything. You, if you right. still get blown out, I mean, They've you know, he's going to have to too. field some questions. They have COVID too, and they're traveling. Yeah. Right. And, you know, they're, you know, they're coming here. You're going to be at home, and you have more control over that, those types of things. Yeah. But if you straight up get 59-3, 59, even 59-14, yeah. anything it's like gonna that. It's going to be bad. Can't have yeah. you just can't let that happen. Mm-hmm. You gotta and get some. Raider Sports is going to be on fire and yeah. And happy weekend to everybody. So <laughs> exactly. Well, Brandon, thanks for taking some time out of your birthday to talk some depressing tech football. Yes, that was pretty sad. It hopefully was. the stars, hopefully the stars and some some birthday celebration will cheer you up, man. But go up 2-0. That's right. All right. Well, yeah. that'll do it for this week. Hopefully something crazy happens and we have a, a, a win to celebrate next time we're together no oh, yeah so. yes yeah, like next time we'll know the outcome right yep right all right man well i appreciate it thanks thank you everybody for listening again we'll, we'll have this game all covered i'm writing my and doing my video predictions now for redraidersports.com brandon's gonna have his two docs what's on tap preview we're gonna have it all all covered regardless of what we think the outcome is gonna be so yep. head over to redraidersports.com and uh, take a look at all that once it's up. So thanks for listening. Uh, said I've got some time I'm abusing. Change my mind if you ever switch it up. Yeah.